Three, two, one, boom! Broadcasting live from the center of the universe, presenting the world's only business school without the BS, with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, sir, it's Ian Clay, broadcasting from the box in the 918. Business school in the topic today. Check the syllabus, is getting you paid. I'm making the business boom, it's what we do. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark, the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to get your organization into a great position. And Dr. Z, that includes churches. Why wouldn't it? Well, for a while speaking, there, speaking of churches, were, hold yeah. on, speaking of churches, chicken? I saw, yeah, <laughs> fried chicken. I went and saw a great movie last week. What did you see? I can only imagine. Oh, have you had you had you seen this before? Was this the first time you had seen this movie? First time I saw this movie. It's a great movie. Uh, Pastor, have you seen the movie yet? I have not. Oh, it is unbelievable. Paul Hoots, have you seen it? No, this time of year I'm pretty much working six oh, days a week. I remember the Sabbath, the tax day, whatever. Come on, yeah. You got to have a little me time in there, right, Paul? Yeah, that's called I, sleep. May I ask, what did you like about this movie? Well, it's a true story, and it's really about the development and why how the song got written, which is which I didn't realize, but it's like the number one selling Christian song of forever, and um, it's unbelievable the lives it changed. And then the whole it was the background of the the man who wrote it, the guy that did um, he's the head singer Bart for uh, Mercy Me, oh. and so it's his life story and how he came up, hmm. and then it ends with the writing of the song. It's an incredible story. Out and of five one, stars, what do you give it? I would give it five stars. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you, it was, wow. It's that good. So anybody listening out there, either on the radio today or on the podcast some other day, um, go see it. Do yourself a favor. It's a, it's a heart. It's a, you take some tissue because you might shed a tear or two. Mm. Make sure you have adequate carbohydrates before seeing it so you don't get dehydrated. Protein this load, pro- I'm sure. Stack you know, up on it. I got it, a question, yeah. though, Z. Are there any zombies or aliens in the movie? Um, you know, I, if they were, I missed them. <laughs> oh, you missed them. Okay. I missed them. I that must have when I went to the bathroom. I no, no, no. They're, yeah, no they're now, right. we are talking today about the 23-step proven path for growing a Christ-centered organization. And for all of the uh, the agnostics or atheists listening, this could be the 20-step proven path for growing an organization. But we're going to really get into the, the, the weeds, the details of growing a church because... Uh, there's a lot of people listening who run nonprofits, and so many of these things are applicable. So we're going to start off with this first step, which is regardless of what kind of organization you have, you have to buy into the concept of ongoing education. It's absolutely essential for growing for growing any kind of organization. So if you're going to have ongoing education, uh, that is essential for an ongoing growing organization. So Pastor Brian Gibson here, uh, search, what, what church should I say you're with now that you're kind of co-pastoring what what church should i say you're with at this point yes i, I pastor river city church in owensboro kentucky and uh, my wife and i jesse we founded that 13 years ago and right now we're helping also victory church in amarillo texas my father-in-law pastored that for 35 years uh has recently had a few health complications so right now we're running the entire team so wow. two churches about a thousand members uh of both of those campuses and uh hey we believe god wants to grow it and make it more so for anybody who's listening out there who's maybe not into uh, church culture, just make sure you get this. You have a largely volunteer army of people. Yes. And you have thousands of people that are coming to uh, hear the message of Christ on a, on a weekly basis. So I want to ask you, what role does ongoing education play 
for you? I mean, have you ever thought about just not reading the Bible anymore because you've already read that book before? Uh, No, ongoing education is everything. And we believe that, you know, you are what you eat, what you feed in your life, it grows. And so what a lot of people do is they come to a certain place in life, somewhere around 30 years of age, they stop learning and they just kind of park the car right there. And if you park that car, you don't keep it moving. You're not going to grow as a human. You're not going to grow as any kind of business or organization. And you're definitely not going to grow as a church. Uh, We believe wholeheartedly that G and we're Christian. uh, We're talking about church growth. So I believe that Jesus wants to grow his church. He said this, his primary mission, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Pretty crazy piece of history, but there's this massive cave in the north of Israel, and the ancient people thought it was the gates of hell. I've been there several times. I'll be back in November. And so Jesus takes his people on this road trip to this gnarly, massive cave, one of the most pagan places in the world, Uh, all kinds of sacrifice and worship there that was really nasty. And right there he says, hey, I got this organization called The Church. I'm going to build it. Partner with me. So if anybody's listening out there and you're trying to figure out how does this work, uh, Z, I want to get your take on this, and I want to get Paul's take on this too, because this is so powerful. Reed Hoffman, who is not a pastor, but he's the guy who uh, uh, founded LinkedIn. He's one of the early founders of PayPal. Uh, he piles on on this concept of ongoing education. He says the fastest way, Z, to change yourself is to hang out with people who are already where you want to be. He says, again, the fastest way to change yourself is to hang out with people who are already the way you want to be. Why is that so essential? Because that, that goes into our heart, to the core thing of what we're doing here at Thrive Nation, that's mentorship. The idea that when you're hanging out with people, you know, iron sharpens iron, when you're hanging out with people that are, that are doing the stuff you want to do, you learn through osmosis. You learn through hanging out with them. You have the casual questions you can ask them and, and see how they respond to different life things that come at them. And then you could say to yourself, hey, you know what? I mean, when I'm hanging around people, one thing I notice is that I start saying some of the phrases that they use. I can only imagine. I can, I can, uh, <laughs> there you uh, go, see? I knew, I, knew, I knew you couldn't set that one down for I, long. I couldn't. I knew no, you I just coming, had to. coming hot. But, but you do. You, your network is your net worth, and, and the, the, runs, the people that you hang out with, you become more like them. You show me a guy's top five friends, and I'll tell you a lot about that guy. This is such a powerful concept, but Paul, you're a, you're a CPA. You yes, guys sir. are, but your CPA is abnormally large. Pastor Brian's church is abnormally large. The average uh, church, now I've worked with a lot of ministries and churches, that what happens is they'll start, they'll get to about 250 members, 300 members, and they kind of get stuck there. And over time, they'll say, well, what we want to do is we just want to stay small, you know, to get to know all of our, 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 our clients, all sure. of our uh, uh, members of our church. We just want to stay small because we can't grow. So I want to ask you, how did you break through the mindset where, where I hear most of the accountants I've had the pleasure of working with over the years, once they get to one location, they can't seem to grow beyond that. How have you been able to grow to Bartlesville, Claremore, Tulsa? Uh, I think you're taking over parts of Delaware. How are you doing this? Well, you know, Clay, it's uh, just as I guess it's just the nature of who I was, who God made me. I believe that God uh, put inside me certain put in everybody certain abilities and talents. And and uh, we uh, honor God by how we use those talents. And I believe I've got a lot to bring to to uh, especially the financial world today with so many people that that they can't even put. Was it Forbes that said the average person can't put 50 percent of people can't put their money, their hands on six hundred dollars or something like that. And I believe I have something to bring to the table. And so it's my job, my obligation as a spiritual man 
to go out and do that. You just said something. I want to cite it for all the listeners because they can Google this. If you type this in, the average American does not have $500 saved. You're going to find that regardless of income or age, the average American does not have $500 saved according to the Federal Reserve. That's been reported in Forbes and a variety of publications. Not not very good. So I want I want to get back to Pastor Brian on this on this concept here. Uh, Pastor Brian, this is a, a notable quotable from David J. Schwartz. Uh, he is a motivational writer, uh, speaker. He's the guy who wrote the book The Magic of Thinking Big, and he says your mind is what the mind is fed. On a spiritual sense, how is that true? And then how is that true when you're running the organization of a church? How is your mind what the mind is fed? Well, out of the the abundance of the heart, Jesus said this. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the idea is everything we have, it flows out of our heart. Uh, The scripture also says this. It says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of my life. So my heart, my mind, the way I think, the way I view the world, it is framing the world I live in. A lot of people think that their life is being framed by something on the outside. You know, it's the economy, it's the government, it's my neighbor, it's my boss, it's my ex-wife. No, actually, it's our heart. And I, I, years ago, before um, I got my life on track, I was this kid that had the wrong kind of thinking. And because I had the wrong kind of thinking, I had the wrong kind of life. Got myself messed up in anything you could to mess yourself up. I was Do you there. mind if on the radio show, if I mention your copious use of, uh, of drugs? Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, I'm just I've messing with you. No, seriously, you've talked about this from the yeah, pulpit. Sure. But you used to be on drugs, were you not? Yeah, no, I was I was a meth smoker, uh, a free base. I loved, uh, I'm from Kentucky, so I cut my teeth on moonshine and methamphetamine. Those are nice. two of the food that groups That is a nice combination. You know, it gives new meaning to m and M's. I mean, it's kind of like, you know. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. now, were you around, were you hanging around some of the brightest, sharpest neurosurgeons in the, in the, in the county, in the country, in the state when you hooked up with <laughs> the methamphetamine culture? No, no, uh, here's what happened to me and before meth was mainstream cowboys truckers and bikers had meth and we worked long hours my father ran the largest cattle brokerage in america in the world and so when the cattle were being sold even as a kid like 12 years old i'm in the stockyards helping process cattle and we worked till it was time to go home go go back to school in the morning and so i'm around all these dysfunctional cowboys and truckers and they used (laughs) meth and drinking to cope with with the workload. And so it wasn't like, hey, we're going to party, we're going to use meth. It's like, hey, here's, they called it speed back then. Take yes, this. We need to, to go faster. We need to process and, them cattle. Yeah. We need to get faster. So, so I had these two weird streams in my life. One were, were uh, some of the biggest businessmen in the world. I knew all the biggest feedlot guys, all the biggest cattle industry guys you could, you could meet. And on the other hand, I knew all the derelict methods that were destroying me. And who I spent the most time with began to control my soul. Does that make sense? If I would hang out with the crew out in the yard that was cranking it to make it, yeah. I'd crank it more. If I started hanging out around my dad and my brother, uh, they were they were strong business guys, uh, messed around. My dad partied a little too much, but nothing like that. And then I would begin to think the way they think. It's all, who are you letting feed your mind? Now, see, I'm going to give the, the listeners some really terrible statistics in a row. Oh, good. And then I'd like you to lift us up, okay? Okay. There we because go. you have this notable quotable you've said, which obviously you've maybe paraphrased or heard or assimilated, is when you spend time with dogs, you get fleas, and they don't teach you a whole lot about business either. You know, <laughs> this so, is true. So now, but Forbes would tell the average person, the average pastor listening, the average person who's starting a business, who's growing an organization, hey, the stats are eight out of ten businesses and organizations fail. Boo. Forbes would say ninety percent of startups fail. Boo. 
Uh, CBS News would say that 75% of American employees are stealing from the Boo. workplace. CNN Money would say the average American has less than $500 saved. So we're in a world of darkness. So how do you, Dr. Z, fill your mind with positivity on a daily basis? Are you hanging out with the cowboy rancher friends that Pastor Brian has long uh, moved on from? Are you hanging with those well, I, yeah, Very good question. I am proactive in what I put in my mind. When I see negative things, when I, you know, like for one thing, I don't go to scary movies. You know, we talked about movies mm. earlier in the day. You know, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I just love to be scared. I just it's love so to be exciting. Scared. Every then time I have I'm bad scared. dreams all night long. You know, and so, you know, people that that go and do that, then they're like, man, I didn't sleep for three days because I thought there was something <laughs> underneath my bed. I'm like, dude, what are you thinking? Don't don't do right. it. Don't 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 you know give that put that in your mind. And so I, if I'm watching something on TV that um, isn't edifying and isn't encouraging, I turn the channel or I turn, get the TV off. You know, I try to read good things. I try to put think positive thoughts. You know, I try to be around positive people. There's nothing worse i'd like to give all my apologies to people out there named nancy there's nothing worse than being around negative nancy so negative to nancy i don't <laughs> she's such a nice person i got a, a I great gotta, listener you know that was funny because who's whose mom did i meet the one time and i go oh and your name is because nancy and i was like oh no. oh <laughs> oh oh I, I know what i've been banging on the on the name skylar for years you it's, have it's, it's been. A, and so i meet I a guy at our conference he comes up to me and says so, uh, my name's Skyler, and he said it like that, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, no, it's nice. Actually, it is. I just think it's kind of funny that you're always mocking people by the name of Skyler. Skyler, yeah, exactly. So, off to move on. I want to ask this, Pastor Brian, I want to ask this, and I want to ask Paul Hood before we go into the break, super quick. If you had to recommend one book that all the listeners should put into their mind, one book they should put into their mind, here we go. Pastor Brian, what say you? What's the book? Well, the book is the Bible. You're talking to a pastor right now. So oh, uh, I wouldn't say it. Oh, yeah. softball. Uh, that, that was it. So I would say start off with the Gospel of John, Proverbs, and Psalms. But right now I've been on uh, John Maxwell's Intentional Living. If you want just a, a business leadership book, How to Do Life, an Intentional Living is a great read. When we come back from the break, Paul Hood will, tell, will share with us his book recommendation right here on the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And back to a show that's cooler than the other side of the pillow. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Show. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Get on the broadcast of the podcast down low. We'll teach you the moves to make your business roll. Provide you the fuel to make you want to go with your startup. We're a big time baller. We'll teach you the systems to increase your dollars. Google Optimize. Sales Multiplies. We cite it all so we n- never lies. Pitch yourself. It's a truth, not a fable. My name is Clark, but I ain't Clark Gable. Next to me, it's he on Staples. And you can too if you unplug the cable. <laughs> All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. And it is always ecstasy when Z is next to me. And sir, you are looking clean. You know, you are reinventing a new genre of music. It is. It's the street It's, it's the jazz, band, jazz rap. rap. I'm going to call rap. it jazz rap, yeah, okay? Yeah. Also, you say that you're not Clark Gable, but you know what? I mean, for my vote, yeah. I think you're a much better looking man than Clark Gable. I appreciate your lack of attention to your own eye care. And, and the, you, the fact you're so committed to not maintaining your like eyesight, co- but you got, you are. It's the an cobbler's kid doesn't have shoes. You know that. I mean, come on. I mean, well, it's the way it's the way of it. And and thank you for saying I look clean. You, you do, do too, by the way. Well, I appreciate that. And and I have to give thanks a big shout out to the Classic Clean. Yes, these guys at Classic Clean Janitorial. They've been doing a great job keeping the Thrive Studios clean. I'm just telling you, if you are looking for somebody to clean your offices, Z, nothing says I love you more than the gift of a clean office, does it not? Well, I tell you what, in business, it's one of our core things. You know, we're always trying to help people grow a business and if your business isn't clean I, I don't know if you've ever walked into a business that's not clean it just makes you feel like what else like you're in a stable right? 
Yes. Well, right. that's that's one thing. So theclassicclean.com, they're doing a great job. And uh, I think I'm not going to do it, but I think I could eat off the floor after they've been in there. Yeah, I've thought about that. I've also thought about using our uh, uh, urinals as drinking fountains. Now that I've done. Mm. Okay, nice. Mm. Wow. So mm. that's theclassicclean.com. Oh. Uh, Paul, I don't know why you'd write that on my cue cards. I just read the cue cards. Oh. I don't even know what yeah. you're going to put on there sometimes. Oh, I'm Ron Okay. Now we're going to we're gonna raise up the class a little bit. Here we go. We're getting classy now. Classy. So we have Pastor Jesse, who's with us here from Owensboro, Kentucky. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, well, I'm I'm excited to have you inside the, the studio, and we're talking about how you can grow your organization by creating a linear workflow, basically kind of getting the steps out of your head and documented so that it can duplicate, and you and your husband are uh, growing uh, your church. You guys started the church from zero people, is this correct? This is true. How did you do it? Did you guys just run a couple commercials for a few days and then all of a sudden, bam, a thousand people showed up? Or how did you guys start River City Church? To be honest, we went to a pizza shop where everybody hung out and we gained 40 pounds. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wow. We, we talked Perfect. to everybody we knew and invited them. And then we, uh, on Sunday nights, we would have a Bible study in that same pizza shop and we would uh, eat pizza again. So I don't eat pizza very much anymore, but we got a lot of people out of that. So you're just very consistent in the community networking and friends are inviting friends. And once it got to, uh, you know, what, 500 members, when did it start to feel like, oh, wow. We have a lot of people here. When did it kind of go beyond where just you and Pastor Brian, where you felt like this is this is a thing now? I mean, it had to be kind of, when you're first starting, I'm sure you had faith it would happen, but it also sure. feels a little, is it going to happen? You know it's going to happen. Then all of a sudden, wow. I mean, when did that happen Yeah, for we you? used to stand at the door and wait and say, oh God, I hope somebody comes and listens. But uh, <laughs> then about 500, I think I could keep up with everyone, their kids, their aunt, their grandma, and their names until it hit about 500. And then I just looked at Brian one day and I said, I, I can't do it anymore. I don't know. I can't keep up with every single thing anymore. I've got a personal question. Mm. Um, and um, I know you probably don't discriminate. Yes. But I've got a gluten-free diet. Would I be allowed to come into your church? My sister's gluten-free, so I'm going Oh, with, there yes. we go. Okay. Oh. I, the yes, pizza move. Can. I'm like, you know, I wasn't sure. So you may that's not good like to know. The, don the new donut board at e on Easter service next week that I've created, but <clears> if you can love us, we can love you. There you go. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Z is a recovering gluten glutton. He now has turned away from his wicked ways and yeah. he's repented from the gluten. And here he is. Look, look at him. He's unbelievable. You can, you and it's everywhere, up, by the way. You can hold up in elementary school by just like handing, uh, putting a donut, a donut in the air. All the moms are going to be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, I, yeah. I want to ask this question here. So, can you describe at River City what the workflow allows you to do and kind of visually what that looks like? Well, when we put the workflow in, I think everything, everyone was trying to do what they thought they should do because overarchingly in a staff at a church, they kind of think they're working for God and they want to be a part of a bigger purpose. So I think they were like kind of giving it what they thought they should. But when we put the workflow in, it took all of the details out of mine and Brian's brain, put it on a board, and now they can just see like either I am or I'm not. And everything, I mean, our... Our mojo, if you will, has just like skyrocketed because they're feeling so good about like finishing everything and doing the right things on the right time. So we, we've loved it. It's just helped our uh, morale of our staff. You, know, you sure. have 16 boxes there. The first box on the left, you have the marketing. That's how you get people in. And as you move from left to right, you've got the greeters. You got the people serving coffee. There's a lot of steps. And Paul, with accounting, I mean, you guys at, at Hood CPAs, when you're doing someone's end of the year taxes, uh, I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't think you have a culture of just a hand grenade checklist where you're like, well, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. I mean, do you guys have checklists for everything now, or do you just kind of, you know, 
do people's taxes by guesswork? Do you no, try to? No, yeah, we have processes. We have admin people, and you know our our role, our goal, um, is to provide the best service possible, and and to look at what I'm doing, what the next person's doing, and push it down. So now we have step by step processes of who does what and when and where. And Clay, at the last segment, you mentioned about what I would say a book that most people. Yes, should read. I'd like to I'd like to hear that. Yeah, of course. Now I'm talking about financial, and obviously the book I would say is Warren Buffett's book, The Snowball, and. Did you know I'm giving that book away for free? I did know this, and these books, rumor has it, are not free. They're they're huge. You're giving away a huge book, Warren yes. Buffett's only authorized uh, biography. There, the book called Snowball. And how how do I claim it? What do I have to do? Well, all you got to do is go to hoodcpas.com, and there's a little short. Fill out a couple of little uh, information about yourself, and somebody from our office will contact you. You know what? In addition to the book, you get an hour free of one of our staff time, and it can be about anything. It can be about church. It can it can be about accounting. It can be about uh, you know why Oklahoma State didn't make it into the uh, big day. Could it be about gluten? Yeah, it could be about gluten. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Whether you're a typically, communist or not a communist, if you're gluten. People sure, typically sure. meet with you to uh, yes. take a proactive look at their accounting, That's but right. you would be willing to navigate into the weeds yeah, whatever if they be. want to. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then they get the free book. All they do is come see me and take it. At, and, you know, my time, especially this time of year, is, is very limited. But I, I want to invest in other people if they'll invest in themselves. I want to ask you this, Dr. Z. Why is it so rare that people within uh, churches or small businesses, why they why they resist making workflows and taking the time to map things out? Well, why, why, do you, why do you think that is? Because your auction would not work without that. I mean, you sell a thousand cars on a Friday and it would not work without systems. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but ignorance. They don't know what they don't know. I mean, how many people come to our in-person workshops and say, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that? To quote the Backstreet Boys, everybody. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> but, but the point is, is that that's the thing about mentoring. You, you're going to learn through mistakes or mentoring. Why do you think there's such a high percentage of businesses that are shutting down when they open? I mean, Forbes says, what, 90% startups, 80% businesses? I mean, that's, that's crazy. So, Pastor uh, Jesse, I want to ask you this. For anybody listening out there who's in ministry, who has not invested the time to make a workflow, how? W- w- what advice would you have for them? Why would you recommend they do it? How has it helped you guys on a practical level? When I saw the workflow on the board, I, this is kind of crazy, but I just like I just started crying. And, I remember that. And Clay's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have no idea what's happening right now, but I feel so excited and I feel so happy and I feel so relieved because I think I thought it was going to be more stressful when we had the board, but then whenever I saw everything come out of Brian's brain and it was just there, then it's like, oh, we can do this. So the best part about it is that he no longer looks past us and at the wall because he's distracted by all the things that he's thinking of, but now we know what's in the brain and he can actually look in our eyes and just kind of uh, negotiate <laughs> I got my husband back, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Awesome. Uh, and, and it just makes things so much smoother, and people feel good about what they're doing because they feel like they're achieving. Now, we come back, we're going to talk about the importance of optimizing your Google map and getting those Google reviews, building your online reputation. We return to the Thrive Time Show 